And uh, once again, I am uh, broadcasting live on Instagram right now. And at the same time, we've just began our uh, special edition episode where we are going to kind of take a look at uh, what we've learned so far for 2020 and some of the things that um, we're looking forward to for 2020. I believe, actually, I believe we just began the new year, if we're being honest here. (laughs) If we're being completely honest, I believe we just began uh, the new year. Uh, I don't believe January 1st is really the, the new year. I believe spring is the new year. And so with the new year, we have to make sure that we are approaching the season uh, fruitfully, uh, to say the least. And so now that we are in springtime, this is exciting times because everything new is coming into our lives. There's going to be a really great opportunity for uh, strategic partnerships, um, for collaborations, joint ventures, uh, and all kinds of things from there. And I think it's wise for us to understand, well, what is a healthy strategic partnership? Uh, So I want to kind of dive into that on on this episode and then uh, really for the course of the rest of the year of what is truly uh, strategic. Because you hear everybody yelling, uh, collaboration is greater than competition. That's That's what they're yelling. And they're shouting it out off at the rooftop. But I've mentioned in a couple episodes, and I really want to dive into it on this episode. I, I keep mentioning, but who am I collaborating with? Like, to me, it's like, wait, hold on now. <laughs> collaboration is better than competition. Yes, yes, technically. But I got to know who I'm collaborating with and what I'm collaborating about and why am I collaborating with them? Or I'm just, you know, coming together with people I don't necessarily... Uh, agree with. And then I'm setting myself back five or 10 years because I'm collaborating just for the sake of collaborating with no strategy, nothing strategic uh, in mind. And so I think it's very vital before you just start collaborating with people, you understand, well, is there even a sense of vision that we both share? Do we, are we even going in the same direction or we're going in different where are we where are we going and i think it's an, it's important to start looking at well what is the uh three to four step process in making sure that you have the right strategic partnerships i think that is going to be key as this new year has come upon us is to look at who's coming into my space and how can i help that person and how can i collaborate with them long term not every single time that I am working with someone is it that I have to collaborate with them. Sometimes uh, the first step of collaboration is having a strategic alliance. So let's start there. Let's start at a strategic alliance. The first thing you're going to want before you start collaborating with anyone and start mixing up too much stuff is, are you on the same page? Let's start there. Are you even in the same book? Because if you're not reading from the same book, if you're not thinking on the same wavelength, if you're not within the same frequency, then that collaboration may not be the best collaboration for you. 
and I, I people are rushing into collaborations. People are rushing into collaboration over competition, and then they're finding themselves uh, in collaboration with the very people they should have been competing with. Because they don't even have the same shared values. They don't even have the same shared uh, agenda or vision. And so people are just collaborating out of thin air. And they're not even thinking for one second, like, wait, maybe I should not be collaborating with this person. Because they don't have the same core principles as me. We're not on the same frequency. We're not seeing the same vision. We're not looking out at the same horizon. I'm looking west, they're looking east. And then we're talking about working together, but yet we're going in different directions. So I think the first step before we even start talking about, you know, collaborating is, are we aligned? Let's just take a step back. And as we're having conversations, let's see, are we even going in the same direction? Like, where are you headed? Where am I headed? And I think that comes through having uh, friendship. And, and communication and comprehension. I know these things seem so simple and, you know, technically it's not, you know, business lingo, but I, I couldn't imagine teaming up and, and working with people that I didn't have some sort of um, joy when I'm having a conversation with them. Why would I want to be in constant conversation with people that I don't enjoy being in conversation with? If I don't enjoy having conversations with you, I'm not going to enjoy making money with you. The money may look good. It may look awesome, but I want to be aligned. To me, alliance brings joy. And before I can start collaborating with people and start working with this person and working with this person is, can we get aligned? Can we have joy with one another? When you walk through that door, am I excited to see you? Or is this, this is the last time I even want to have this meeting uh, type of situation. Why would I want to spend 30 years collaborating with someone that I don't even want to walk, walk through the door and spend five minutes with? Am, am I, am I the only one thinking this way or we're broadcasting live right now on, uh, IG and we're asking the question, am I the only one that is thinking this way where you hold your, um, time precious enough to say, no, I'm not necessarily collaborating with you because I enjoy my peace more than I enjoy an extra 10, $15 or whatever it is. Even if it's a million, I, I, my peace and my joy has to come first. So Raquel, thank you for, for responding, uh, to what we're saying. And, uh, we're going to be holding these live meetings more often because I think it's time that we have some, some truth and some real talk. And every time I look around, it's, it's a lot of fluff. Everybody's selling somebody something. Everybody's trying to make money, which is fine. And this is, uh, you know, commerce and this is a place to make money, but who am I aligning with? Who am I working with? Why am I working with them? Where are we headed over the next five or 10 years? Why are we headed that way? All this has to be discussed in the very beginning. Before you can have fruit, you must have roots. Before there could be any type of fruit, you have to have roots. And if the roots are, are, are dead, and if the, if the roots don't have any type of nourishment, nothing's going to grow from it. So let's look at some of the comments we have. 
Uh, Raquel is saying frequencies definitely be off. People have to understand that it's not just about the money. We actually have to build. And before you can build anything, we have to have foundation. And I believe when it comes to strategic uh, partnerships, joint ventures, collaborations, before you even get to that stage, before we can even uh, start creating things together, we first must have some type of alignment. And alignment comes from understanding each other's vision, seeing if there's a shared vision, seeing if there's joy within what we're both uh, working towards, and uh, seeing if the emotional intelligence of the two people can coexist. Now, that may be a lot to handle in that last part. I, I, I get it. But emotional intelligence is how well do you understand your emotions and how do you handle your emotions when they come? Because that to me is going to be dictating everything when it comes to business. Can we get along? Let's just, just cut it down to first grade level. In business, can I get along with you? If I cannot get along with you, for whatever reason, maybe it's my fault, maybe it's your fault, we just, whatever, whatever it is, if we can't come together and have joy, get along, then how are we going to go build a multi-million dollar company together? It just doesn't make sense to me. How can we possibly build empires together when we don't even like each other, rat each other's throat all the time? So before we can get to strategic partnerships, collaborations, joint ventures, are we aligned? Do we have a shared vision? Now, I see my, my, my boy, Detroit Worldwide Podcast has made it into the IG Live. We are recording our podcast live as we are taking questions on the special edition of the Black Equity Podcast. Uh, Detroit Worldwide Podcast, definitely go check them out. We have a previous episode where we talked about uh, how Detroit got so black, right? We were talking about, you know, we have one of the most precious cities in all the world, uh, Detroit. And uh, on his podcast, he sits down and he talks to all the greatness that comes out of uh, Detroit. And I found it fascinating to sit down and speak with him and learn about the origins of Detroit and what's currently happening in Detroit and where's Detroit headed over the next 20 years. So definitely head out to Detroit worldwide podcast, check out what they're working on and uh, see if there's a opportunity for alliance, for agreement, for partnerships, for growth. Maybe you want to uh, advertise on, on his podcast, but before you can advertise, you have to make sure you're aligned. You don't want to go on the Detroit Worldwide podcast and your shirt says F Detroit. That means y'all wouldn't be aligned. Right? I mean, I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to cut this down to kindergarten level thinking so we can just get to what alliance means. Alliance means that we have to be on the same page and we have to respect each other's paths. And then once we can respect each other's path, we can then come together and create a new path called collaboration or strategic, strategic partnerships. This is the first step of everything. It's called roots. 
the first step of everything, whether you're building a house, which they call that foundation, whether you're building relationships, no matter what, it all comes down to the roots. Do, do we have shared roots with one another? You don't plant the apple tree in the same place you plant the orange tree. It's just not the way it works. If we're going to bear the right fruit, we have to uh, have similar roots with one another. So then the end result is what we desire for it to be. Now, that takes us to our next uh, thinking here. So say you found someone to be strategically uh, aligned with. You like their vision. Uh, Let's say you are a bakery shop and you're selling bakeries and you bump into someone who sells flour. Well, hold on now. They sell them flour. You're a bakery shop. I'm starting to set some type of strategic alignment here. There's, There's something there. Okay. That doesn't necessarily mean you have to work together. But there is some type of an alliance if you got a bakery and a flower and you and a flower manufacturer. Okay, we got we got something. We're getting close. Now, now we got to see, well, is are your ethics aligned with my ethics? I mean, what if the what if the flower shop or the, the person who creates flower? What if they are doing things unethical and not by FDA standards? And what if I did a strategic alignment with them and a strategic partnership and said, all of our flowers coming from your shop, but they're not even ethically sound. And they're putting things inside their flower that we don't necessarily uh, approve of within our shop. So yes, you are strategically aligned because, hey, you have a, you have a bakery, they have a flower shop. It could be really great business. It could be wonderful. But now we got to go to the next step are we able to cohesively build something together? Are we able to cohesively build something together? And that comes from core principles. But see what a lot of businesses don't have is they don't have core principles. They're just, they're just building business. I'm just being honest with you. A lot of people are just in business so they can get a dollar. So then they can take that dollar and flip that dollar and get more dollars so they can flip more dollars. And it's just dollars, 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 dollars. It's always dollars. But what are the core principles around those dollars? How will those dollars be governed? What will you do with those dollars? Or is it all about the dollars? And if it's all about the dollars, if it's all about the currency, then that means you align with just anybody at any given time and that could be a really bad idea. Here's what could happen. So here's an example of just uh, aligning with just anybody because it looks good. Back in the day, Subway had a big uh, marketing campaign where they wanted to brand themselves as a healthy option. Okay. They decided to work with old boy, Jared. He had lost all this weight. He said he ate his Subway Uh, sandwiches. And that's how he lost all his weight. They did a a big campaign with, with, I believe his name was Jared. And uh, he became the face of Subway and they made, they raked it in. They made millions of dollars, millions on top of millions. The money was flowing. Everybody was, everybody was chilling. They was in their mansions or whatever. I don't know if they was in their mansions, but they was having a good, good time. Okay. Years later, because Subway had tied itself so close to Mr. Jared or however you say the man's name, 
he got found out about some some type of charges. I'll let you I'll let you look that up. He 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 got into some stuff, and I believe he was found guilty. If I'm not mistaken, if I'm wrong, please forgive me. And the face of Subway became became a liability for them because they were strategically aligned with someone because the money was good, but the ethics were bad. The core principles weren't connected. And so one person's mistake ends up feeding into their business. That's why you have to pay close attention to who am I strategically collaborating with? It sounds cute to say collaboration is better than competition. It does. It sounds wonderful. But here's the thing. Who am I collaborating with? Who? Now, once we get to the who of who I want to work with, and I find that that person is a really great prospect, then we move to the next stage. So we've built roots. We found our core principles. And let's say now we have found someone that is a great prospect to collaborate with. What are the next steps, my friends? How do we begin this idea of collaboration? Well, first we must find what is of value for both parties. And when I say of value, I'm not talking about money. When I say of value, I'm saying, what is it that I can bring to the table? And what is it that you can bring to the table that neither one of us could have brought the other thing. If I have a bakery and I have the most clients in the city of the best cupcakes and cakes and whatever and cookies and all this good stuff, right? I got the best of it. I got, I got half the city on lock and you got the best flower in the city, but you're looking for a new partner to have long-term. I say, hey, let's work together. You got the right core principles. I like the way you're doing business. You can, because I'm buying in bulk, we can make sure that we bring those numbers down a little bit. I'm Black-owned. Let's say they're Black-owned. It's a strategic partnership made in heaven. What do both parties have to gain from this? Now, if I'm the flower company or the flower manufacturer, I don't want to have just one big client. I don't want to put all my, my eggs or flour in one basket. So strategically, I do want to align with this flower, uh, with this uh, bakery shop. I want to align with them, but I do not want over 25% of my business to be allocated towards one particular client. So for me, it's not about, Ooh, I'm going to get this big client and now I'm going to have 75% of my inventory go to them. No, I'm still going to keep it low. I'm still going to keep it 15% or lower, okay? That's not what I'm gaining from that connection. What I'm gaining is the audience. Because what I would want with my flower manufacturer is to say, made by such and such flower, okay? Maybe it's black equity flower made by black equity flower. That's what I would want. I would want the on the packaging for my strategic alliances that my flower name gets out there. So then when I'm leveraging on these other 
these other cities and other bakeries and other things. Maybe I want to go to all the, the black owned bakeries all over the world. I can say, look, we brought our flour to XYZ bakery. And ever since we brought our flour to them, we were, we were able to go to another level. That flour has taken their cupcakes and, and although they were doing great, they were receiving scores of three and a half stars. Now they're receiving five stars for the last six months. And it's made by uh, black equity flour, for an example. So for the flower side, that's what I would want. Not necessarily, oh, I'm going to throw all my flower over to this one client because anything can happen with that one client and then you'll be out of business. Now, if I'm the bakery, what am I gaining by working with this flower uh, place or the person that's making the flower for, for me? Like, what, what am I really gaining out of it? Well, I better be getting lower prices. I better... I better be getting a better deal on my flower with this person. So then either I can lower my prices to beat out the competition, right? Or I keep my prices the same, but it, it's costing me less to make these cupcakes and to make these, these different uh, products. That way my margins are higher. And so I may have been averaging $200,000 a year. And now because of the margins, now I'm up to 250, 300 off of just one move. One move has now allowed me to play a game at a whole nother different level because I've partnered with them. It's, it's, it's strategic partnership has to have a balancing act of value. Now, what if it was a bad strategic partnership? What would that look like? All right, so let's look at that. A bad strategic partnership would be, I own a bakery company, okay? And welcome everybody that's coming in and feel free to ask any questions. This is a special edition of the Black Equity Podcast uh, Q&A edition. And we are talking about collaborations, strategic partnerships, all that good stuff. And so, I gave you an example of a really good strategic partnership idea. Well, here's a really bad one, okay? A bad one is I own a bakery, okay? And I decide, well, what I want to do is bring ice cream to the bakery. We don't make ice cream. I want to bring ice cream to the bakery. And so what I decide to do is I decide to partner with a... uh, an ice cream place that's well-known, whether it be um, Baskin-Robbins or whoever, okay? I decided to partner with them, and now our uh, company offers Baskin-Robbins inside the partnership or inside the store. And we put Baskin-Robbins on all of our stuff, and we say, now offering Baskin-Robbins. Now, from a... Uh, bakery standpoint, it could be good because now we're offering something that people may want. That That's awesome. Um, for Baskin Robbins, they, they're getting an opportunity to maybe touch a, a, a demographic that they haven't touched before. We're a black owned, um, we're a black owned bakery. So maybe it could help them. Maybe. But here's what I see could go wrong here we may get to the point where our brand loyalty becomes about the freaking ice cream. 
and it becomes about Baskin Robbins, it, it becomes about Briars, or it becomes about whoever this ice cream person is, more so than our actual cupcakes. And now it's Baskin Robbins everywhere, Baskin this, and let's say something happens with Baskin Robbins. Let's say Baskin, because we don't control the news, we don't control the news cycles. Let's say Baskin Robbins finds out it got coronavirus in it. Now, We're so tied to Baskin-Robbins and all of our stuff that what are we supposed to do? We're supposed to just pretend as if Baskin-Robbins wasn't the marketing plan for the last six months? See, a lot of people think collaboration means saturation. A lot of people believe that collaboration means saturation and giving up your identity in order to combine. See, no, that's called mergers and acquisitions, which is another conversation. What I'm talking about is something deeper than just allowing someone to take over my entire brand. I'm talking about I'm talking about embedding something within the culture of my business rather than someone coming in and saturating my business and taking over what we do best. That's what I'm talking about. And yes, this is, uh, currently I am wearing my do-rag. I've been growing my hair out now for um, about 14 months. These are the do-rag strategic partnership chronicles today. I've been watching this, this, this business game for quite some time. And I see things that just make no sense. A lot of things aren't really collaboration. They're not really strategic partnerships. You're really giving up your, your, your power. A lot of companies give up their power to try to go to another level. And what ends up happening is they lose. They lose who they are so then they can play in the big leagues. Now, how could we get ice cream inside of our bakery without giving up the goods? That's when you work with a up and coming ice cream spot. You don't necessarily brand uh, brand it all over the place, but you work with an up and coming ice cream spot. And, and then you say, now introducing this ice cream. Now there's a slight, there's a subtle difference here. Okay. If we bring if we bring Baskin Robbins in, Baskin Robbins is going to to oversaturate our brand. It's all about understanding brand identity and brand awareness. A lot of y'all, a lot of y'all don't know your brand awareness. And so you don't, there's no way for you to measure it. That's why you need people who understand this uh this world, who can look at your brand and say, I'll be honest with you that Baskin-Robbins move may not be the best move for you. What may be best is finding you a nice Black-owned ice cream shop that is on the rise, and you can now say introducing such and such ice cream. And that way, it's an organic rise for both of you. Both, Both sides are able to grow. There's not one person over the other. Both sides are able to play the game on the same level and you're able to introduce each other to each other's audiences. Strategic partnerships, 
strategic alliances, collaborations are only as good as the collaboration makes sense. If the collaboration makes no sense, you're wasting your time, you're wasting your resources, and you're wasting a lot of money. And you're actually taking what was an asset, which is your business, and you've turned it now into a liability. So please, if anyone has any questions, if anyone has any questions about strategic partnerships for your your podcast, for your business, for whatever it may be, this is a special edition of the Black Equity Podcast. We are answering any questions uh, that you may have today, and this episode will be airing uh, directly after we finish today. We are live on IG with our wonderful uh, followers and listeners. And if there's anyone who has any questions, the floor is yours to ask away. Let's see here. We got one question coming through. Let's see. Let's see. What do we have here? All right. So we have a first question come through. Uh, TCT Project asks, what is your favorite thing about your career? Okay, well, let's, uh, let's, let's get into this. I am a joint venture strategic partnership uh, consultant. I'm also a private equity investor. And what I enjoy is uh, working on businesses and not necessarily being in them. I've been in a lot of businesses on my rise uh, through business. And I've seen where a lot of uh, mistakes were made. And I kept telling myself as I was seeing these mistakes that because I'm in it, they're not going to listen to me. I could have seen the same issues. And if I was a different person walking in, they would have listened to me. But because I was in it, they didn't want to listen to me. And so what I did was I removed myself uh, from the inner workings of how companies work and decided to um, step outside. And uh, as I stepped outside, I was able to uh, analyze the, the full gamut of, of the game and show people, show a brand like, hey, this is kind of where you may, may be missing the mark. You may be putting too much money into this or you may be looking too much into that. Um, you know, can you see that? Because it doesn't matter if I'm able to express it at all. If you can't see it as a business owner, it doesn't matter what I say. But if, once somebody can see that what I'm saying is is correct, um, I think that's where um, it becomes very powerful. Uh, so let's move on to our next question. How do you, this is from the Soul Rider One, how do you respond to people who do not understand the fundamentals of business? I think it's a great opportunity for growth. Great question, uh, the Soul Rider One. It's a great opportunity for growth. Uh, if you don't understand the fundamentals of business, uh, it depends on in what what aspect. You know, if I'm working with a business owner who's trying to go to another level, they don't understand the fundamentals, fundamentals of business, but they're open to learning the fundamentals of business. That's a great opportunity to, um, you know, go to another level because if, if you already are operating at some level of success and you don't understand the fundamentals of business, then that means, wow, if we get these fundamentals right and the foundation right, 
we can really take you from, you know, one X to two, three, four, five, six X. So it could be an opportunity for growth or it could be an opportunity where they plateaued and they're not going to go any higher. And they may, you know, they say that uh, pride comes before the fall. So if you don't understand the fundamentals of business and you're okay with that and you're going to be prideful about that, then, hey, you know, go go with where you feel best. But that may be the last time that you have an opportunity to fix that. Um, you, it's never wrong to not know, but to get into a place of not knowing and not caring, that is a recipe for disaster. On to our next question. Great questions, by the way. Uh, Black in the Garden, how to get people to see the value in collaboration with you, knowing you're dope and on the rise when they seem to be skeptical? Huh. How to get people to see the value in you? Well, I'll ask this. Do you see the value within yourself? If you see the value within yourself, then you won't wait for people to see the value in you. If people are not seeing the value uh, in you, then they're they're not your people. If they're not seeing the value in you, that's not your tribe. Your tribe is going to recognize you from the very beginning. Whether you have one follower or a million followers, your tribe is going to know you from the word go. Because like minds attract like minds. So I would make sure that I'm in a space of like-mindedness with who I want to attract and then let those people uh, see me, not necessarily value me because I'm already valuing myself. I don't need you to value me. That's the thing. I don't need you to value me. I need you to value yourself and then us bringing our two values together. And so if they don't see the value in me or don't want to work with me, I just move on. I I have more, I have a huge chunk of people who say no of being on our podcast and the people who say yes. I'm just being honest. People will say, no, I'm not doing it. Or they'll not respond at all. That's fine. But I know the people that we bring on on our podcast are uh, shifting culture and uh, shifting this world. And if you don't want to be a part of that, then that just means you don't want to be a part of what we're building and what we're, what we're, uh, we're envisioning uh, for the future of Black generational wealth. All right. Next, I find people getting offended. This is the Soul Rider one. I find people getting offended instead of being open to learn. Thanks and agree. You're welcome. You're very welcome. Uh, Raquel, people definitely have to be teachable. I agree. I agree. Uh, Black in the Garden, I'm a podcaster. Absolutely see it. Very confident and you're affirming my belief. So everybody go check out Black in the Garden podcast. Uh, Let them know that Black Equity Network sent you. Check out their podcast. Let them know what you think. Uh, Is there any final questions before we wrap up uh, this particular episode? Any final questions uh, out there? Uh, Let's see. Same, also shifting culture by encouraging Black people to return to nature. That's very important. It's very important. So how are you, uh, how, what is, when you say returning to nature, what is uh, your definition of that? We'll wait for a response. What is your definition of returning to nature? 
uh, Only Black Cosmonaut. You can check out the episode we did with the Only Black Cosmonaut, the growth and constant learning needed to survive. Okay, uh, okay. Is that a, are you asking a question or the growth and constant learning needed to survive? Oh, I, I'm thinking that's a question. I think. Um, let's see, what is the um, constant learning? Oh, so here's what I would say. Now, oh, what, what you love, oh, what you love about your career is the growth and constant learning needed to survive. Gotcha. Okay, we still have that question up there. Gotcha, gotcha, I see. All right. Anybody else have any questions before we head out? We got about four or five more minutes uh, before we end this episode. Uh, I do want to say that uh, on our episodes, we've been talking about um, my journey through my MPU, which is an organization that is teaching um, Black brothers and sisters, how to acquire federal contracts. And I do want to say, uh, before we answer the next few questions, that uh, last week or so, uh, I let everybody know that I was uh, sending out letters to about 25 to 30 different companies to have a strategic partnership conversation with them. And I have heard back from at least one a multi-million dollar uh, corporation to form a strategic partnership to capture federal contracts together. And so that is going to be uh, very exciting uh, moving forward. Uh, can y'all see me? Oh, okay. It got, it got flipped around. Uh, so that's going to be a very exciting uh, endeavor. Sorry about that. Uh, I think the camera was flipped. Um, that's going to be exciting for us to work with them. Uh, once again, we have heard back from a corporation. We have to, after we've heard back from them, what we have to do is uh, go through the steps to make sure that they're actually somebody we want to work with. So just because they're reaching out to us does not mean that we're automatically going to work with them. It's the same thing that we're talking about in this episode. We have to um, analyze them and see uh, if we want to indeed partner with them. So we're excited about that. All right. So let's see what other questions we have. Uh, oh, Black in the Garden states uh, that uh, also enjoying houseplants for therapeutic benefits since Blackness comes from built-in anxiety uh, to change our reliance on the food system, growing our own food. So that's what Black in the Garden is saying is how we can get back to uh, nature growing our own food, change our reliance on the food system, and enjoying houseplants or therapeutic benefits such as blackness, um, since blackness comes with built-in anxiety. So check out um, Black in the Garden podcast and uh, let me know what you think. Uh, what do you hope we learn from COVID? All right. So I'm, I'm assuming we're talking about this uh, cor cor coronavirus. What do I hope we learn from it? I hope that we learn that we don't really control any of this. You know, and um, human lives are more important than money. I think a lot of people waited too late to do anything. And so now they're having to scramble the last second. They waited for an NBA player to get sick instead of just preventing it from happening altogether. 
it's like, oh, now that we have NBA players sick, oh, you know, we must stop now. Why not the day before? You know, it's just kind of weird to me. So I think what we're learning from this coronavirus is that money is always going to be put over people. Money is always going to be put over people. They're more worried about the stock market than anything else. They don't really value, and who is they, right? Um, I'm not going to say the government, because that's such a loaded word, but the people that have been put in a position, whether it be in government or the private sector, have valued money over people for too long. And the, all the decisions that people are making are money decisions. If we're being honest, this is, a, this is about money. You know, if we close down March Madness, you know, how much is it going to cost us? If we stop the NBA season, how much is it going to cost us? Cost, cost, cost. Expenses, expenses, lost. You know, everything's about how much are we losing, losing, losing. And they ain't even mentioning lives. <laughs> you know, they're not even talking about lives. So I think that's what we're learning from that, uh, the, co- the COVID. All right. And... How can I build business with you? Uh, we probably would uh, hop on a call and do an introductory call, Raquel, and see if that is a possibility. We have to see if we have roots with, with one another. That is my number one rule. Do we have roots with one another? Uh, I would learn about what you're doing. You would learn about what I'm doing. And then we would see from there if there is a potential for us to uh, grow those roots into an actual full-blown tree and then how to get that tree to have fruits on it without us doing uh extra work to make that happen that is the ultimate goal of any strategic partnership or uh opportunity thank you for that question black in the garden also encouraging plant plant plantpreneurship to take advantage of opportunities for economic sustainability by selling produce plants or various forms of Port agriculture. Cool beans. I like it. I like it a lot. I really love that. We had a recent uh, episode about Dear Black Farmers. And we talked about the hemp, uh, the hemp world. And uh, we actually uh, are excited. We received samples from uh, Hempfinity uh, with hemp oil or CBD oil and uh, the lip balm uh, actually right here. I have the lip balm uh, that was sent a, as a sample from uh, Hempfinity. Go to hempfinity.us.com. Uh, I'm sorry, Hempfinity US, and uh, check out their Instagram. Uh, this is the lip balm. There's also a CBD oil. Uh, really excited about a black-owned uh, CBD line that you can go check out and support. And um, you can check out our episode that we did with um, with hemp, Hempfinity, where we talked about hemp and why hemp is so, so vital uh, to the future of uh, Black generational wealth. Uh, Black in the Garden is saying, check out Green Heffa Farm, Black Hemp Farmer in NC. Yeah, definitely check them out. I think Hempfinity is also in North Carolina as well. Uh, I can only go buy the products that I've actually used. And I'm using this one. And I got a couple of other hemp uh, companies that have reached out to me that want me to try out their products. So they're sending them over. 
And once I try them out and if I approve, I will uh, shout them out on the podcast and talk about them. Um, but I have to try the products before I can um, give it an A-OK. But if Black in the Garden is saying check it out, go by her uh, her recommendation through her podcast as well. All right, everyone. This has been a great, great episode of the Black Equity Podcast. We've been able to touch on all the topics I went into today. We've answered all your questions. And uh, we will be back um, next week. Um, maybe we can do this every Thursday. I don't know. If, if we want to do it every Thursday, we can. We can uh, try this out every Thursday at a certain time. We did this one at 1 p.m. Maybe we can do 1, 1 p.m. Uh, on Thursdays. We can do a live Q&A. Uh, for a special bonus feature of the Black Equity Podcast. Once again, uh, thank you so much for tuning in. We uh, hope everybody stays safe and check out our episodes that are coming up. we got a lot of great interviews coming up in the weeks ahead. we got a final question coming in. Can you connect me with the CBD businesses for potential affiliate relationships? Uh, sure, we uh, can sit down and uh, have a conversation and see if that's a, a good fit. I, once again, I have to have roots with anyone before I make any recommendations. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll sit down and have a conversation. Thank you everyone for uh, stopping by today. And I look forward to connecting with everybody who wants to build roots and uh, then let's get the fruits. All right, everyone. Have a good one. If you are a black owned business or an investor and you would like to advertise on our show, Go ahead and send us a message at DJM at DJMoultrie.com. Now, back to the show.